This is Ted Cluck of the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, I'm speaking to you right now because we have tried uh, to do some video recording, and uh, sadly the video recording did not work. Uh, here at the Gut Check Podcast, we strive for uh, best practices in all things audio and video related, and even though we, we felt that we had the technology uh, ready in our studios to, uh, to give you video and to show you our faces along with our words, um, for whatever reason, that didn't work. So please accept our apologies. Please enjoy the 50th episode uh, in spite of the fact that there's no video, and we will see you next time. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by my good friend Zachary Bartles. And Zach, um, Goodies. this is a huge milestone, baby. And it's a milestone that I'm ashamed to say uh, would have come and gone were it not for the, uh, the kindness and the, the spirit and the outreach of, uh, of two of our favorite listeners. So this is going to be uh, a listener appreciation app, baby, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to talk about a couple of things that we've received uh, from two of our biggest fans. So it's, it's uh, just uh, poetic justice. I think it makes sense that we commemorate the 50th app by, uh, by, by giving some love to these, uh, these gentlemen who have taken such good care of, of the Gut Check Army in the ways that they have. Good now, friends of gut check. Good friends of gut check. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. So we are going to try something new because it's the fiftieth ep. Uh, for just a few moments, um, we're going to through the magic of the technology that we have here in our respective studios. Um, we're going to make it so that you can see our faces. And there's a there's a reason for why we're doing this. Zach, you have a gift uh, from Ruddy um, that you're going to be unboxing on the air, as it were, live. And by um, live, we, we of course mean, yeah, say it. Booby. This is television, not radio. Ooh, I like it. So I'm going to hit my button right now. And if you, if you would do the same. All right, one moment. Oh, I can see you. Yeah, I can see me too, but I'm not moving. And the, the little I, sort of like... You appear to be moving to me. And that's what matters because it's recording on my computer, so... Strange. Okay, my... Can you see me? No, my Skype is in the process of crashing, it looks like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I see you still. You're moving, you know, you're, you're okay. larger than life, man. And we're both back. All right. Now, I wonder if there's a way for me to kind of go um, where, like, we, we're both the same size, because right mm -hmm. now you're enormous, and I'm a tiny little thing, and the thing that I want to show everybody is, is on my end here. Well, um, well is it going to pick up your end? I'm a tiny little, I'm a tiny little man, in like well, yeah, a tiny, I'm a tiny little tiny box. Little man on my end, and, and you're you're right. big on my end. So I wonder if we can. What what you're asking is, can we reverse that? Yeah, is there some way in Skype? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're asking. What we're really asking is the same question, <laughs> and neither of us seems to know the answer. Show full size video. Um, I don't see a way to do it. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of now I'm Now I'm even a tinier little man. Whoa. The biggest uh -huh. I get, I guess, is that little box. You know what? Let's, let's just, let's just go with it. All right. Is Are your, you sure? is your Skype working? Yeah. My Skype is working, uh, swimmingly right now. Now what's funny is that some people who don't go to the Facebook page or the gut check army page to watch mm -hmm. this video segment mm -hmm. are going to be even just really bored by hearing us talk about 
You know what? The in the same way heads. that they couldn't taste the tacos in that legendary episode, yet they still could enjoy it because because we were such good describers of the tacos with our words. I yeah. think there was there was still some magic in that segment, uh, as evidenced by uh, by Weebus's, uh audio file. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I maybe we ought to show that. Yeah, put that up and and uh, listen to that a minute before Should we... we do that first. Yeah, Zach, let me set this up a little bit and explain it. I feel like we didn't do that, so. Uh, longtime listener to the uh, to the program, Chuck Weebus, uh, also somewhat of a, uh, a an amateur audiophile in his own right, uh, has cobbled together sort of a, a greatest hits, if you will, Zach, a highlight package of some of our best work on the uh, on the program. Um, he put it together, put it to music, and uh, and sent it along, and that's what we're playing here. Hey, welcome to the first ever uh, Gut Check Press podcast. <laughs> Weebus has a randomizer. And now, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. For those of you who are uninitiated, you may think podcasting is just, you know, kind of two sad guys talking into uh, a computer. You know what this tastes like? What? A horrible, like, youth group camping trip. Old 80s, <laughs> like, metal thermoses. Okay. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes, I do. Absolutely. And, and everything starts to taste like metal? No, baby, don't talk like that. No edits needed. <laughs> let, me, let me tell the listener something they might not know. I think it's hipster. I think it's vintage. You know, I think, I think my body has always had a real appreciation for... <laughs> You know, vintage ways of sleeping. You see everyone else in your neighborhood who really, they, like, they suck at all kinds of other things, but they're succeeding at the one thing that you want to do right at that moment. There it oh, is. There it is. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the Nakatomi building. Hey, John Boy. Mm. <laughs> what are you getting there? Mm. It tastes like a really bad taco and some Doritos. Okay. <laughs> Podcasting. I'm leaving this in too, man. Dude, this leave it in, man. This is this is punk rock like pirate radio, man. It all goes in. I uh, I, I erased mean with my like the meat of my hand. Yeah, and I mean people <laughs> suck. Weak. Yeah, weak oh, people dude, suck, yes. man. Because in this culture of rampant reviewing, this this needs to happen. People need to know how we feel in particular about these particular topics. Oh, I am fantastic, Ted. How you doing, buddy? Turkish. Wow. Turkish. Yeah, we all have stories. You know, the aftertaste on this on this drink is is especially, I think, offensive. That's even worse, actually, than trying to smoke a cigar in the car. Exactly, which uh, which we failed at many times before. Dude, thank God for hallways for us. Oh you know, yeah, I feel like that's a big part of our history as a company. Now, <laughs> what I've got here. <laughs> What I'm working with is your standard Taco Supreme, Zach. Uh-huh. So we've got a hard shell, some cheese, some lettuce, some tomatoes, and uh, and the taco meat. And baby, that was, that was what, a magical What are you laughing about? This is serious. <laughs> this is a Taco Supreme, and my assessment of it is four stars. It's still funny. I would have given it five, this is still except funny. the shell is a little bit soggy. Okay. <laughs> This is good radio. <laughs> good tacos. <laughs> good tacos. <laughs> and making soda for you is kind of a passion. This, this was a Christmas gift. Speak to that. <laughs> Share your heart. <laughs> it's like soda, but it's yeah. more difficult. Do I see all the ingredients here? Or... You didn't bring the syrup. <laughs> <I did. laughs> this is good radio. 
Turk, who's the who's the most famous person you've met in person? He's like a he's like an Oompa Loompa. He's like one of the dwarves from from, from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing like a cigar and some that's, coffee. That's right, man. Living like kings right now. This is the sound of us masticating <laughs> into a microphone. <laughs> you know, I think maybe we should cut short the uh, the review. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's keep going. Yeah. I'm almost through my first taco. So I could move on to another type of taco. I, I was a little weirded out by my own text to you, Ted, where I used the... where I uttered the words, I miss you. You're a guy who does the, the three strength. taps, huh? Yeah. Do you do the three taps? Uh, you, I don't, no. Mm. Exactly. Dude, we're horrible guys talking about this. Yeah, I know. Oh. Well, nobody's listening. Eventually, it got so hot... That about the last ten minutes of the sermon, and I won't say which sermon it was because it's on our website now. I okay. actually, I actually pulled the shades, and I just dropped <laughs> my khakis to my ankles, man. And now live, and by that we mean recorded in advance. I feel like we've single-handedly created the lashing subculture. I, I don't think that was even a, a a glimmer in anybody's eye. Yellow and black attack. Yellow and black attack. And I'm walking up to get some uh, some more chili. And on my way back to the table in the, the break room there, I see Wayne Watson sitting with the music buyer and, and some merchandise wow, people. And he <laughs> says, oh, this burns. And I didn't, well, I didn't think it. I just said, burns on the way out too, Wayne. <laughs> Hashtag jazz wisdom. Can you hear a difference in the early quality and the later a, quality? Uh, energy yeah. drink. The energy drink review, let's do it, man. We should have done this with Turk on the, on the phone. You got to do something to chase those 12 tacos down. That's right. Uh, plus, this is good stewardship. This tastes really good. Here's my critique of it. Bubbleberry. I'm getting hints of, like, Nike Air Force Ones. It smells like... It smells like brand new tennis shoes. You know, the aftertaste on this on this drink is, is especially, I think, offensive. Let's get that bouquet. Yeah. This is bad energy drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I said, we got a great show on tap. You know, what book is the microphone resting on? The more followers you have, the better you are. Wow. Yeah, here we go. More great moments in literature and film. Hans, booby. This is radio, not television. And by out here, we mean the outside of Gutcheck World Headquarters. Which isn't your dining room. No. Ted, I feel like you should read on the deck because that's kind of, you know, we built your deck out here. And yeah, yeah. And we smoke out there a lot. Because I want to uh, reverse engineer it, bottle it, and then sprinkle it on everything else we do. <laughs> we know you've got 50,000 words stashed away somewhere that you've never told anyone about. Interviews with several people. This is going to be a huge internet sensation. No, no, no. It's not a crew neck. It's a mock turtleneck. So my question to you guys, and ladies, maybe you can speak to this. Uh, why do you why do you make that choice? Why do you wear that if you're about to uh, hold up the Nakatomi And we select uh, at random a tweet. Boarding yet another plane. I'm thinking I'll introduce myself to my next seatmate as, quote, Clip. The most polarizing woman in evangelicalism. Wink face, end quote. <laughs> you know, if we had 300 listeners, and mm-hmm. only 300 listeners, as someone tried to tell us recently, mm-hmm. I think that this is going to whittle that down significantly. Yeah. Okay. Hans. Booby. This is radio, not television. You know what? Go get me a Coke, Ted. What a guy, this Weebus. Let's crack open this can. And this is going to sound, if you've seen the movie Die Hard, uh, this is going to sound a lot like 
the scene where Ellis opens the soda that uh, that Hans Gruber, the villain, gives him for free. So this is this is what doesn't that's... Hans make Carl go get it? <laughs> Guru, organic energy. Ah. <laughs> this is delicious. It is delicious. I wish Mr. Miyagi was our secretary. Gut check. You know what? We might try to steal him away. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that Power either. for the Nakatomi Corporation. I'm a vice president. I make million-dollar deals with a fountain pen. Yeah, yeah. There are, oh, two more of those. One more. All okay. right. <laughs> uh, the gut check annual Christmas party. That was uh, that was Zach doing Ellis. I was doing a character. Yeah, dude, he was doing Ellis from Die Hard. <laughs> don't don't look at it. Don't even think about it. Yeah, but like, what do you love about us specifically? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The exactly. question is, how much more silent can it be? And the answer is none, none. more silent. <laughs> yeah, I really like your uh, uh, the the velour tracksuit look that you're uh, that you're rocking. Thank you. Do me a personal favor. Clown Give me the tweet. I missed the Rob Bell show last night because we don't have O W N. What were your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> and you know what? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Oh, Zach, how are you, bro? I'd almost rather be kind of a hack, you know, and really successful. You know what I mean? Hello? Hello? Yellow? <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't either. I feel like you need to show some respect to Ellis. He's flown all the way out from Los Angeles and put some, some Nakatomi Corporation meetings on hold for this for this appearance. So Ellis made a bold choice to, prim- to primarily address you, I think, is what I'm laughing at. Yeah. So why don't you continue your conversation with him, yeah. <laughs> Zach, are you, uh, I've got to talk to my co-host here. That's good radio and a good taco. How about a toast? Yeah. To gut check. To, to the new year. To freaking gut check. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Next time. Next time. Wow. Baby, what a beautiful gift from Weebus. Amazing. You know? Absolutely amazing. I mean, you think you can't love and appreciate someone anymore, and then they bestow a gift on you like that. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away, Zach. I'm speechless. 50 episodes in, you know, when we started this thing and we were, we were young, we were fresh-faced, fresh faced, we yeah. were full of ideals. You know, I think we had stars in our eyes, and now we've seen... Here we are now, just completely corrupted by you know the cream and the the bribes and the the, the excesses, Zach, and the decadence. You know, we've seen the we've seen the dark underbelly of this business for what we've it seen really the means. dark underside of the rainbow, if you will. Right, we're not uh, we're we're not the idealistic kids that we were fifty episodes ago when we started no. this thing, are we? Not by a long shot. You know, my family has noticed. My yeah. congregation has noticed. People are talking. People are saying things. <laughs> People are sending me things. Maybe yeah, that's right. a segue. People are sending us things, and that is a segue, baby, because that's good radio. So from one general in the gut check army to another, from oh, Weebus. Oh, these guys are generals, man. From Weebus to Ruddy. Zach, what do you have to show us from one uh, Kevin Rutledge? This is, Ted, I don't know if you remember, the first time we ever suggested people could send us uh, outdated electronics. Yep. This was the thing we, we held up, held aloft, as you, if you will, as the, the gold standard. I, I I will, and I I do remember that. And it is here. Okay. Inside this full leather <laughs> bag. Yep. Complete with 
That's a shoulder strap. Shoulder harness. You see. Yep. So that's if Zach, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know the tech here as well as you do. That shoulder strap is for if you want to sort of be walking around and making a phone call. Is because, that correct? Yeah, well, you, yeah, you, you've kind of revealed for the audience that in within this mach- this, this beautiful case, handsome case, is oh, look it's at that. Hard to release here. There's a button. So, so you're telling me that it's a via telephone. The, <laughs> you're telling me that via this technology, <laughs> I could be walking around and making a telephone call, just, just like you were at crap. home with a telephone. Yeah, just like I was at home with a telephone. This is unbelievable, and you know, and it's got it's got the standard length cord for a, a regular phone, but I like that. You know, you don't need all of the length of it because yeah, it's on your so, shoulder. Let's say let's say I want to leave that bag on a like a park bench, then the the cord would give me some clearance. Give you I, four or five feet. You I could, could walk around four or five feet, conduct yellow. my business. Yellow. <laughs> Exactly. Now I, I want to show you two two really fun things on the inside of it that will remind you of days gone by, uh, because well on the side here we've got the volume buttons, so yeah. that's that's convenience. Yep. Standard. And then in, in here, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm banking on either these numbers being like expired or yeah. my built-in webcam not being good enough. Right. Uh, don't don't bother Peggy at work. Uh, or, wait, wait, wait. Does it say Peggy at work or just Peggy work? <laughs> Peggy work. Okay. Right there. Nice. And then down below it, this is my favorite part. Like on a phone, like an old rotary phone, you'd have the little thing where you put yeah. that particular phone's number on the that phone. The little plastic thing where you lift out the plastic and there's a yes. little piece of paper in there that you can write on. <laughs> and this, yeah. is, this is this phone's one-time number here. Oh, uh, okay. So that basically if someone was like, what's your phone number? And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't remember. Then you pull out yeah. the phone. And yep. you go, oh, it's one three zero four six three three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this Maybe, this is beautiful to me. This is that this is, is the a height beautiful of beauty. piece of technology. So that you know, you can be walking around, you can be making a call, and then when you're done with the call, you just <laughs> you simply tuck the phone back into the bag and zip it up, and then it just looks like you're carrying a shoulder bag. It's correct? a tiny bit dis- disappointing to me that there is an end button on it, an end call. Okay, I yeah. was kind of hoping that like you'd you'd. You were hoping there was something in the bag that you you hang it up on. Yeah. So, it's and it says, oh my gosh, I didn't notice this before. Ted, can you read the name of this particular device uh, here? Oh boy, it's blurry. Uh, It's the it's the car phone. C A R F O N E. (laughs) The car phone five thousand. Yes, five thousand. Car phone 5,000. That's such a good number. And, and what that conveys is that they... <laughs> That's such a good number. <laughs> dude, the 5,000 has serious, like, advanced technology connotations. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a power number. I mean, it indicates that they had, like, 4,999 sort of iterations of this beforehand. And they just they got it right with this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, you know, they probably didn't make a car phone 5,001. Yeah, like, this is, this is the bag phone that we're going for. And this is, and, and and you know it's made by GE. Yeah. Uh, and, and it says cellular phone right on it. Transpac yep. cellular phone. Now, I, I don't know where this fits. Obviously, it's intended primarily as a car phone. Sure. Um, and I don't know the fact that it has a bag on it. I don't know if this means that usually this whole thing would have been mounted in a car. Okay. And then if you really were, you know needed your phone on the go, you would kind of pull it out and put it in the bag. Yeah. Or if this is uh, that, I, I that's don't know. my question. Can I can I push you a little bit on the technology? Like, is the bag simply a 
a carrying device, or is there technology in the bag that needs to be with the phone at all times? Do you, do you get my drift? I'm going to do what I haven't done yet, which is to try and remove the whole apparatus from the bag. Oh, I like it. My apologies to Ruddy if this damages the device in any way. Yeah. Um, and again, if you're just listening to this, uh, you can see the Carphone 5000. Uh, That's right. Because this is... Through the miracle of... Basically, if you're watching this on your phone... Ted, looking at the thing, will be enormous. And then in like a 3mm by 2mm box on your phone's screen, you will see the car phone. Baby, you know what? In this case, I wish I was the tiny one. I, I really dislike the way I look on video. You've made many references to the, the angle of one's chin on yeah. Skype. And I'm wondering if maybe that's, that's you kind of working out some of your... I just hate the way I look oh. on video. Look Baby, talk to me. Tell me what you're seeing. It's like oh, a box. Goodness. See, I knew it's it. It's like a I cable there, box. I knew there had to be a bag to, to carry all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and this... So this is like the transponder or something. What now, does it say on of, it? Is that hardwired into the bag in any way? No, no. I've got it all the way out of the bag now. The the, the cat's out of the bag. The phone's out of the bag. Okay. Um, and this is kind of like really weak, like clamshell plastic but then this device down here is Mm -hmm. really solid like beat a man to death with it solid okay and you know ted my real goal with this Mm -hmm. i mean one thing is definitely i'm going to be driving around with this mounted in my car oh you better believe it but my real goal is to call in to the gut check podcast on this phone i want to take a telephone call from you on that phone do you think i mean where would i even start well uh i think you would need You'd need to call a, uh, a a phone service organization, so uh, a provider, a carrier, if you will, and see if they service the Carphone 5000, uh, if they or have just, plan. What do I just walk into like a Verizon store with it and be like, I need to activate this? I wish that's a bit we could do. I wish we had a camera crew and we could and we could do that. Could, could I activate the Carphone 5000? I've got everything I need here in the bag, so if, if I could just leave this bag with you and you could sort of... If you can activate it. <laughs> I want to be able to do the calls. To the, I want to be able to do the calls. I have to call dad. my son. I have to call Brett Weir. Now, what would be even funnier would be to have you filming that encounter with an iPhone. <laughs> while I walk in and say, <laughs> would uh, be yeah. amazing. I've got uh, the technology that I'd want to use. That's right. No, no, Please. I don't want to use this other form of technology. I want to use this. And they'd be like, well, we have this phone, you know, and it's free if you sign up for it. No, no, no. Is that a car phone? Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want any. I don't. I want a car phone. I want a, a, and not any car phone. I want a car phone five thousand. There's a certain image I have to maintain here. I don't want the three thousand or the thirty five hundred. I, I want the five thousand. <laughs> certain features like being able to call Peggy at work. <laughs> Who was it at work? Who are we calling at work? Dude, it was Peggy. It was Peggy at work. And I'll tell you what, you can't you can't call Peggy at work from just any phone. You know, no, you can't. And look at this, man. You can actually. This is a regular phone cord here okay. with the with the regular kind of clip-in yeah. deal that we're all familiar with. I wonder, Ted, what would happen. I still have a landline. Yeah. If I just plugged the Carphone 5000 into like a regular phone jack. You could just use it as a standard handset at that point. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. I'd put it on the uh, Shekinah nightstand. Oh, dude. I'm going to have to do that, and I will, I will report back to you. What an amazing gift from Ruddy. You know, yeah. Ruddy came, he came into the game a little late. He, he probably came on board, how many apps ago, Zach, would you say? 10 or 15 apps ago? 
I don't know, but he came in with a flash, man. He really that, did, that yeah. Bang. He's been, uh, you know, he's been raining, showering us with gifts ever since. What happened? My my wife opened the door and waved at me. Oh, that's nice. So I waved back. It isn't that, like, like, my wife's not, like, touched or anything. She's leaving, so. Oh. So she didn't what? just, like, open the door and wave at me. She she was saying why, goodbye. Why don't you invite her in? Uh, she's on the way somewhere. That's why she okay. waved. She's, she's yeah, headed no, out. Yeah. Um, and, and so, Ted, I, I think that... Uh, that would be number one. Try and get this working on my home phone. Absolutely. But if not, I think it's got to be possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much money I want to put in to uh, making it happen, but I think I would sink $800. No, that's no, too high. That's too um, high. $8 into, okay. uh, into getting this going. And I only want to be able to make one call, and that's to you for a podcast <laughs> segment. Uh, oh, by the way, you know what happened? I don't know if you've been looking on Twitter lately, but uh, Weebus and Ruddy tweeted back and forth a couple times this past really? week. Wow. About Guru. Two giants. Two giants yeah. of, uh, of of the podcasting industry. That's, you know, that's what, like when Superman fights Batman and then everyone's disappointed by it. You know, they should make a movie out of that. <laughs> Weebus would be, probably be better than the Superman Batman from what I hear. I but, better. Uh, all right, man. Well, I, I think that I, I, we've kind of... It, it, it's more the concept that's wonderful. The yeah. holding it in front of the crappy webcam and the tiny yeah. little rectangle, is it's kind of anticlimactic on the 50th F. It but really is. You know what's not anticlimactic is how awesome Ruddy is. Absolutely, and and how awesome we are for getting the fifty apps. Um, <laughs> and how awesome we are. Absolutely. Well, let, let, let's not forget that. I mean, I, I think if Ted, it, I wonder if uh, to change the subject, I could sure. since I have not yet made it down to Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I almost said Mississippi again. I know. I've also not been to Jackson, Mississippi, so I don't know why I keep Honest saying mistake. that. Honest mistake. Um, could you give me the the three sixty on your office there, uh, sure, so I could see it? Yeah, let me do that. So uh, what we have here is um, a standard academic office in Jennings Hall. And I'm going to try to do this in such a way that I'm, I'm not pulling anything off my desk. So um, <laughs> this is uh, my bookcase. You can see some, some vintage helmets. Now, there. did you make those? Like uh, rebuild them? I All right. I, I restored these helmets. A uh, collection of books, some old footballs. Um, I don't know what you can see there in the in the shot. Are there any gut check books on your shelf there, man? There are. There are. There are actually several Zach Bartles books on my shelf. Nice, good. That's so what matters. I have. Uh, I have the Last Con. Um, get get those kids a, reading that book. What's that? Get your students reading that book. Absolutely, I'm going to sign it in some classes. You know? <laughs> it will be unrelated, but it will be unrelated. Just kind of extra reading. You know what I mean? Uh, and then here we've got some uh, some wall hangings. Um, some photos, a, a picture of James Dean from the movie Giants. Very cool. A piece of AstroTurf from Soldier Field. Yeah, that, most of that was in your office, your home office, right? Yeah, most of it was in my home office. There's a, there's a record player over there. I don't know if you've seen the record player. No, that's the money. Yeah, it is the money. That was in the old office, too. Um, yeah, baby. Just a nice uh, nice. Wait, things, now, what's man. on the other side? Is it just a blank wall? The other side is just uh, two chairs, and I don't know if you can see on the door there, is my academic regalia? Oh yeah, like a funny which, hat and everything, right? The funny hat and everything, which I had to uh, I had to purchase that recently. Um, I didn't have regalia coming into the job, but who does? As it turn- What's that? I said who does? Yeah, as it turns out, you have to march in graduations and sort of uh, you know go through the pomp and circumstance of that. So there are there are <laughs> companies out there whose job it is to uh, help you part with a lot of your money and. and in order to basically send you a black robe and another garish piece of fabric to to put over it. Do you ever just kind of march around campus? You know, maybe just nursing a, a Dr. Pepper, wearing the 
academic I regalia. Teach, I teach each day in my regalia. I like to remind <laughs> John them. Calvin did in his did really? in his uh, academic robes. Absolutely, any See, that's kind of what I'm going for. You know. Well, if like, you are, if nothing else, you're the you're the next John Calvin. You know, I've been told that. That's interesting. And by I, I mean Kevin DeYoung. But. <laughs> Uh, do you think DeYoung could grow that kind of a beard that goes the, the tapers kind of between the, the nipples there? The you know I don't know that he could. He's he's got. I feel like and, and Zach, this may be racist of me, and don't take this the wrong way, but uh, I feel like I feel like I don't know a lot of Dutch guys with amazing beards. Yeah, well, and I've got a lot of Dutch genes, and I can't grow a full beard, man. I, I've yeah, got holes. Yeah. I, I've got holes. That... So I feel I feel like he's going to struggle in that regard. Yeah, well, yeah. it's the thorn in the flesh. We all it have really is. We all, we all yeah, stories. we all have things that that you know we can't do, and uh, <laughs> and for him, it's it's growing it's, hair from his face, growing growing the John Calvany beard. Baby, I like that shirt, man. Thank you, baby. That's this is brand else. new. I feel like it looks like upholstery. It but, does, uh, but like you know what that reminds me of, like nice um, like OK Go or somebody who would like wear something. Okay. Like nice. and they, and they'd have the couch that had that on it and and it they didn't care like yeah, they yeah. love that thing. KK got me this she brought this home for me last night and I wore it today so Dude, Thank you noticing accept all of her you know fashion advice and everything and just do maybe what what's on said. your shirt oh my, this is a t-shirt from Adam Ford who does all the web comics and now does the Babylon Bee have you heard this stuff on the Babylon Bee have you gone in I've heard about it, it yeah I feel like you sent me a link or two <laughs> it's hysterical uh, he made these this says theology nerd. In nice. such a way that the O, the L, and the O form like a, a kind of a nerdy face. A face. I see that in, in glasses. So speaking of swag, we should be uh, expecting some brand new uh, branded gut check swag here pretty soon. Yes. Dude, I am beyond excited on that. I'm beyond excited as well via missionalware.com. So hopefully those guys will have uh, that stuff up really soon. And uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, run, don't walk to Amazon.com, our favorite little uh, – local neighborhood bookseller, and grab a copy of uh, The Gut Check Guide to Publishing. So uh, this one is starting to sell. It's starting to get some traction, some nice reviews on Amazon. Um, buy that book, and then what will happen is, if you buy it, all of your publishing dreams will come true. So if you have a book that you've always wanted to do, um, you'll be able to do that and get it published and sell uh, millions of copies and be a publishing mogul like us. So uh, grab The Gut Check Guide to Publishing and make all your dreams come true. Results not typical, et cetera. Results not typical. Yeah, I mean, we're not promising. Like, you can't return it if that doesn't happen. <laughs> and you can't sue us. I mean, you, you can, can, but you'll lose. It's Yeah, yeah, exactly. Zach, we just came out of the Easter holiday, and as such, I spent some time with uh, with family, which was really great. But uh, one of the shows that my, uh, my niece was really into is this show, Fuller House. Uh, it's a Netflix series, um, you know, kind of hearkening back to the original Full House, which was... Uh, a pretty crappily acted and and really cheesy show, which had some, uh, in spite of those things, uh, some appeal, Zach. I agree. And, uh, I really agree. Actually, for a young Pastor Zach, the appeal could be summed up in the words Candace Cameron. Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. And I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. And, and so I sat through a few eps of Fuller House, which was it, equal parts actually dreadful. You know, it, it was really bad, but it was... It was appealing again. Like, I found myself going, I want to see another app, you know? Yeah, I, and of course, I know. my niece was thrilled, and she would queue up an, a, another app, and there we were, you know, hours later having watched uh, a few of these. So, now, Tim, um, I, I don't know if you know, but I watched all of it. Yeah, okay. And I wonder if it, we, we could kind of first maybe take apart, dissect what is the appeal, 
Um, yeah. But then after that, maybe I'd like to to talk a little about the the plot and and maybe give it the full kind of Downton treatment. I would love to do that. Can I can I say something that was weird for me about the show though, just right off the bat? And maybe this is this this sort of um, I don't know is why it was difficult for me a little bit. Uh, being that it was Hollywood, everybody was so sort of beautiful and impeccably preserved, and I was so kind of unfamiliar with the storylines and the characters because it had been years since I'd even thought about it. Um, I had a hard time differentiating between the generations <laughs> in the sense that I had a hard time like uh, sussing out like who was whose mom and like who the dad was versus who the uncle was and the, and the kids and everybody just looked so kind of generically Hollywood good and young that uh, it wasn't like a real family where you're like, oh yeah, that's the dad, you know, obviously. Um, did you have this issue with the show or were you I did not. I was more of a devotee, I would say, than you. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I could I could even call to mind, you remember when they used the flashbacks to like the old episodes? Sure. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of remember, and I have an uncanny memory for useless things like sitcom plots and, and sure. that sort of thing. Sure, um, But I can understand what you're saying. I mean, the, the actor uh, who plays Uncle Jesse, John Stamos, Dude, he uh, looked exactly the same as he did before. Only a he's tiny changed, bit better. Yeah, yeah, he's changed not at all. And if so, yeah, if he's changed at all, it's just for the better. And his wife too. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've seen her in anything since the original Full House. Yeah. And I was just like, you look. She looked exactly the same. Right. Right. How does that yeah. happen? I mean, I don't know, living, man. I, guess, I don't know. Huh? I think it's just the magic of Hollywood, man, and having those resources, and you know, probably taking care of yourself too in a way that you and I don't. You think if we saw her like in in person, we'd be like, oh, okay. So they, you know, they spackled some things in, or dude, no, I honestly don't, man. I mean, I think I think if you look that good, you just look that good, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Like if you saw John Stamos without like stage makeup and stuff on, he'd still look amazing. Yeah, you John know? Stamos is is pretty amazing. This this guy was in the Beach Boys for a little while. He was on Full dude. House. He was uh, missing for like. 15 years and then he's suddenly popped back into the surface for a few things actually the only one who looked like he'd aged normally like a like a regular person was bob saget uh you know what i mean he aged for all of them i think he he did but he looked normal (laughs) like he looked regular like oh yeah i can i can buy this guy as sort of the the patriarch of the family you know like uncle joey uh, dave coulier also had had uh, gotten a little bit bigger around the neck as men do yeah it happens man not in like a strong way but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not in like an I play middle linebacker way, but in a rather like I've just gotten older sort of way. <laughs> Dude, can you believe it? And I know this is this is tired and, and people have been over this a million times, but can you believe that like Alanis Morissette got all angsty over him? Yeah. Did you see the episode where they referenced that? Dude, no, I wish I had. There were oh. so many. See, what I loved about the show, and I may be getting ahead of us, but uh, no, okay. I love yeah, the combination ready. of the super, super innocent kind of wide-eyed early 90s family sitcom that we just don't have anymore right with kind of all of these self-aware you know self referential self-referential yeah yeah, that kind of stuff and and it it was a perfect combination to me uh i love there there was they were on the way they were having a, a 90s day uh when when dj's old boyfriend was trying to woo her back okay and so he wore his letter jacket and everything and, oh, uh, outstanding! The By the way, out, he was the he was the worst actor in the whole thing. Oh my gosh, that's the guy who played Aladdin on Disney's Aladdin. Did you know that? I did not know that. 
Yeah, he was he was really bad, and he looked mm-hmm. he looked like he'd aged a lot too. He looked like he was like her dad. I'm like, dude, yeah, I know that. See work. that that's it. That was the confusion for me. Like, I'm like, is this her dad? Is this like a? I I just didn't know what was going on. You know, <laughs> I'm sure your niece wasn't able to tell you either because she was you know not born yet when the original show aired. Dude, Although but you know what? I think she invested a lot more in the she invested a lot more in the series, so she actually was able to kind of coach me through some of what was happening. So. I got I got answers from her that were much needed. Anyway, they're on the way out the door, and he says, "Oh, I've got Alanis Morissette rocking in the car." And she says, "You know what that song? Who who that song is actually about?" And then everyone cheer, and then they close the door. There's a bunch of little kind of shots at uh, the Olsen twins for not being on the show. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, it was great. Uh, yeah, it was. Baby, who was uh, who was your favorite character back in the day on that program, and 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 also in the in the rehash here? Well, obviously, my favorite back in the day was uh, DJ, in that yeah. I had a modest poster of her on my wall. Uh, Dude, really? Breakaway you had magazine. a modest poster? Yeah, Breakaway Magazine had interviews with uh, both the Cameron kids fairly regularly. Yeah. Uh, and they had like a, it was like a centerfold, but, you know, in like uh, capris <laughs> In like a jumper, like a smock, yeah. <laughs> and I had that on my door. Um, Dude, and it had like a verse on it. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So so basically, now I want to suss this out a little bit, man. I don't want to get us off topic, but but Breakaway Magazine was basically like, you know, we live in a world where boys want to sort of clip the centerfold out of the magazine and put it onto the wall of their room. <laughs> but we <laughs> So they're acknowledging that. They're at least they're at least making that statement. But then they 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 did you one further and said, "You know what? We're going to give you an appropriate centerfold." <laughs> so that one day your mom like she folds your laundry and she like brings it into your room and she opens the door and she sees like Candace Cameron in like, you know, khakis and a button down shirt and a sweater vest. <laughs> and her first instinct sort of... is to be like, hey, mister. And then she's like, wait, I got nothing to complain about here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wait a minute. This is totally appropriate for you to have on your wall. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dude, that is outstanding. <laughs> I wonder if they're still doing that. You know what I mean? I don't know if they still exist, sadly. And, you know, I had, like, all the issues of that from number one up through whatever it was in, like, 1993 when I was too old for it. And they Mm -hmm. were in a box, and they all got all ruined in a flood. And someday I'm going to buy them all again because they were awesome. Baby, what a shame. Now, can I I stay on this for a second and ask, um, were there other centerfolds? Uh, Yeah, you know, there was, uh, like, a skateboard chick. um, Okay. Dude, we had a skateboard chick? Christian State? Yeah, she wasn't like, I mean, she was just, you know, I, I, yeah. It was like a human interest story, but she was mm-hmm. hot, and they were like, we'll put a, a poster in of her doing an awesome skateboard move. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. a couple of them that were like the really 90s, like overly detailed paintings of like, you know, angels uh-huh. and demons, or like, I had one in my room that was the armor of God, and it was like this, like, medieval hall, and like all of the things yeah. were kind of sitting out, like you were about to put them on. That sort Dude, no, of thing. you've been you've been known to do some detailed paintings of <laughs> angels and demons. No, indeed. Was, and, there, was there ever a point in which you you submitted that painting to Breakaway and just yeah, said, we you know, talked about that. Remember, I painted it for the uh, the contest. That's right. It was a Breakaway contest. And that's they, amazing. And they now just sent it back without comment. <laughs> that which is cold. You know, that's ice cold. <laughs> I'm glad they went out of business. I really am. <laughs> if that's the way they're going to treat my co-host, then you know what they got what they deserved. Um, did any of the any did did any of the other uh, centerfolds find their way onto your wall, or just uh, Ms. Cameron? Really, I was I was kind of uh, 
Twitterpated with her, and yeah, that, that was that was. Yeah. There weren't too many that were girls. I don't think there were. So there was a sense a of loyalty of to her. Bible poster, youth room poster, kind of thing. Youth yeah. group room. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Got it. Wow, that's fascinating. But this now, time so- around, man, my my favorite character was mm-hmm. absolutely her middle child, who had okay. that like fun, precocious like yes. sitcom kid vibe that used to be on every single comedy Dude, yeah. show on TV and we haven't seen in ages. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is so fun. Dude, you're right. Yeah, he was totally clever. Like, he was, like, adult clever. Yes. But not adult cynical and jaded, which I think is where they take the kid characters now, right. you know? Yeah, they're all horrible little adults. At their worst, they're like, horrible little adults. they're drinking. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, th- and then they're cracking wise about how they're drinking. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. They're, um, they're like, And that's not even shocking anymore. And it's like yeah. everyone wants to stop doing that, but no one knows how except exactly. Fuller House. Exactly, exactly. No, you're right, man. It was it was brilliant on that level for sure. And that kid was um, crazy cute. And like just, I don't know, you were just a joy to watch. You felt like you were like absorbing his youth. You know what I mean? Like watching it made you less jaded and... and yeah, uh, you know your neck a little less fat. Yeah, you know what? And in, in any time I can feel as though my neck's a little bit less fat uh, because of an <laughs> acting performance, I'll take it. You know, I'll take and then, it. And then, uh, you know, Dave Coulier came on screen, and you're like, "Oh crap!" He just undid everything. Exactly. He he just refattened the necks of of everyone watching at home. But now, uh, what did you think about uh, Stephanie's character? Um. <laughs> Um, As she came yeah. back from England, uh, having yeah. been a yep. successful DJ, I um, guess, and yeah. speaking in a fake British accent, uh-huh. that kind of made me feel angry. Really? Why? Talk about the anger. Um, I don't know. Just because <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah. It, it was like it was... some. Like sometimes I'll be in like a hospital waiting room, mm-hmm. and the Disney Channel will be on, and there'll be some low mm-hmm. rent, crappy like show about you know, life with Marissa or something, and, and there'll be some kid who's going to be, you know, in all the tabloids spinning out of control in a few years. And Life and with Marissa. I, I love hate it. those shows. I get, I get like, yeah. physically angry at how yeah. dumb they are. Right. Um, but And she was, was, like, in a sense, sort of the human embodiment of those shows? Kind or, of, or a, yeah. Could you see that? I could see it, actually. I could see it, now that you mention it, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess her... Her her presence on the program didn't uh, it didn't bother me, you know. Well, that's um, because she got really hot, right? <laughs> uh, no comment. But uh, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe maybe not. Certain entirety people do get hot. Cast. Certain people don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of that cast was just like almost defying the Lord in that they were like not suffering the majority of of the curse of sin. Somehow, Dude, that's so I'm true. sure it'll catch yeah, up with them. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a collection of fabulous-looking people. You you got that right. Well, Zach, speaking of fabulous and talented people, um, what we're going to do now is transition into Chapter 16. Uh, we are, if you haven't been following the program, uh, we're in the midst of Gut Check Literacy Month. Uh, this is an endeavor. It's a movement uh, in which we are giving back. Uh, we've taken so much, Zach, I think, from this company in terms of uh, the fame uh, the excess, the decadence, um, all of the technology that people have sent us. I feel like sometimes all we do is 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 take here. Uh, Gut Check Corp. We make no apology for that, and we don't. We make no apology for it. But we launch Gut Check Literacy Month as a way to uh, just kind of reach out to the community. You know, to to focus on some of the issues that uh, that that plague our community. 
and to uh, and to give back. So we're on chapter 16, which is called When You're Teddy Strongbow, the game slows down considerably. So this is about our our maybe Messiah, uh, maybe um, being raptured. Yeah, maybe the Antichrist, maybe the Messiah, uh, but definitely a pro quarterback named Ted Strongbow. Um, so let's have a look at this chapter. Is there any dialogue or list making? Anything in here that's there's a uh, list. I'll read that bullet list near the end there. Okay, well, so we'll have you read the list, and I am going to just uh, jump right in here to uh, chapter 16. When you're Ted Strongbow, arguably the greatest player in the history of college football, the game slows down for you considerably. The game, in this case, being a scenario in which you, in one quick motion, snag the gun from the hands of the pasty, berobed, <laughs> double-chinned, little bottom-feeding <laughs> team chaplain, and then drive the... <laughs> And then drive the palm of your non-throwing hand up into the nose of the rabbi, sending a reddish-pink splatter of blood all over the meeting room whiteboard, (laughs) which itself is still covered with diagrams of Chicago's cover two base defense. Dude, that is so cinematic. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Your teammates in the background can be heard yelling, woo. (laughs) Humanitarians, they aren't. Anyway. But when you're Ted Strongbow, humanitarian, and you sit on the board of directors of it, at last count, no less than 12 evangelical charitable organizations, it would look bad to actually kill the little lump of flesh with a clerical <laughs> collar that is currently writhing in pain on the industrial-grade meeting room carpet between your taped but not yet shod feet. Oh, that, killing, would be bad for business. Still, it's amazing how similar the whole scenario is to scenes that Strongbow has viewed in late-night action films on his giant Dynex television. <laughs> Even the blood splattered in a very similar way. He wonders how many blows it would take to kill the rabbi chaplain. Oh, man, there's some dark stuff. Dark stuff going on inside Strongbow. Strongbow wipes the blood off the rabbi's pistol and secures it in his waistband, all of which, the wiping and the securing, still feels really cinematic. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's watching Brad Pitt in a movie version of Teddy Strongbow doing the wiping slash securing. (laughs) A small pager circa 1998 drug dealers that resides just above his left ankle in his game sock buzzes and blinks red. He presses the button and finds a 911 message from Tin Van Shrimpy, who is somewhere in the stadium with his own pistol and ostensibly his own problems. It's all happening. Section break. Alex Roth desperately wants to kiss Kate Russell. She's used her press pass to gain access to a service elevator, which they are riding mostly alone except for the yellow-jacketed elderly woman who is half-sleeping on a stool in the corner. Her jacket is emblazoned with the word security. There is something about being semi-alone with a hot woman, Kate, not the security lady, on an elevator. (laughs) Roth chuckles to himself, thinking if he had his own homing device on, it would be registering imminent sexual activity. Oh, see, that's the kind of risque stuff that led uh, the first iteration of this to have a couple of Really, really finger-waggy, one-star reviews. Yeah, yeah. this gets a PG-13 rating, definitely. You know, not for everyone. It's, but it's like real life. I mean, this kind of stuff has happened to all <laughs> of us. It really is. Zach, I really, as I was writing this, I wanted to ground it in reality. You know, things that <laughs> <laughs> things that could act like ultra-realism, you know, gritty ultra-realism. Uh, here we go. From subconcourse C, Roth can look above him and see 80,000 happy, officially licensed, product-clad values fans completely oblivious to the fact that he's making serious interpersonal progress with Kate Russell. 
Russell has a notebook full of notes because Teddy Strongbow was in an uncharacteristically honest mood. Honest because it was the first athlete interview she's done that didn't rely almost exclusively on cliches. Strongbow insisted that most of the interesting stuff be off the record. At one point, he asked Russell to turn that thing off, gesturing in the direction of the tape recorder sitting between them. Russell did turn it off, a gesture she hoped, for her sake, wouldn't convey too much excitement. The idea of an American icon slash sex symbol deciding to share deep, personal life details, she had to admit it was intriguing in that way. She still took copious notes. She can't decide if she has real feelings for Roth or, is, or if Roth is just that person she likes to have around because she knows he's interested. He's like a living, breathing, texting, daily ego boost, like a surrogate boyfriend until a real one comes along. Though if he knew this, her feelings, he would be devastated, and on top of that, perhaps worse, would just feel foolish. <laughs> she could never be with someone like Ted Strongbow, she thinks, seeing as how she could have completely exhausted the sum total of what's interesting about him over the course of a 15-minute interview. She has decided that the sum total of Ted Strongbow is his perfect deltoids and intentionally stubbled lantern jaw. There's very little else there. <laughs> Her stiletto heels are echoing off the concrete floor of subconcourse C, and Alex Roth, at present, is struggling to keep up with her. Section break. Now we go into Duke Morrison's office. <laughs> Duke Morrison's office, like offices of most impressive men, is a shrine to Duke Morrison. There are pictures of Duke Morrison with dignitaries, heads of state, supermodels, and beer company spokesmen and women. Awards, plaques, proof of golf outings attended. <laughs> Helmets from teams played for, and a big mahogany desk behind which Morrison has devised game plans, drafted future all pros, and, let's be honest, drank enough doers to permanently embalm his liver forever. <laughs> it's amazing, though, how little any of that matters when life and death hang in the balance. Time slows down considerably, Morrison thought, as his meaty fingers were balling into a fist and smashing into Tim Van Shrimpy's face. <laughs> It's exactly how Morrison felt when he was a linebacker on those self-same Denver values in the 1980s, when the stadium was much smaller, players had day jobs in the offseason, and football was still football and not a weekly meeting of multimillionaires. Time slowed for Morrison when he was diagnosing plays and taking on isolation blockers, which, to this day, he insists is his favorite thing in the world to do. It almost surprised him how much he enjoyed beating Van Shrimpy. <laughs> even though Van Shrimpy had, had been something of a hero and a source of much entertainment. <laughs> but here's the thing. When someone comes after you with nunchucks, you act first and think later. <laughs> Duke Morrison chuckled as he wondered aloud what Tim Shrimpy thought he was going to do to Duke Morrison with nunchucks. That's like taking a knife to a gunfight, he says. Or like taking nunchucks to a fight with Duke Morrison. He smiles at his own semi-witticism. <laughs> Morrison quickly righted a Rotary Club award that is situated behind his desk. He used a few rolls of athletic tape, thought process, you can do almost anything with athletic tape, <laughs> to, <laughs> to bind Van Shrimpy's arms and legs, and now Van Shrimpy is resting semi-comfortably, albeit bloodily, beneath the <laughs> mahogany desk. A CBS Sports film crew will be in the office shortly to interview Morrison about his charitable work, so it's important that they don't see or hear Van Shrimpy beneath the desk. <laughs> Morrison's door opens and in barges Shannon Sharp, former Denver Values tight end and now a bombastic co-host of CBS's pregame programming. He and Morrison exchange backslaps and immediately start guffawing about something. <laughs> Section break. 
Teddy Strongbow is ensconced in a private executive bathroom, accessible through the back panel of his locker stall, that was part of his contract's demands when he signed with Denver. The bathroom is richly appointed with modern amenities, and the walls feature pictures of Strongbow scoring each of his collegiate touchdowns. (laughs) This is the only place Strongbow knows, for sure, he won't be disturbed. Some of the defensive linemen don't even know it exists. After looking at himself in a mirror for a few contemplative, egotistical minutes... Strongbow places the gun on top of the counter and begins rifling through the rabbi's personal effects, pinched by Strongbow after their confrontation. He empties the contents of the leather satchel, it's always a leather satchel, (laughs) onto the plush carpeting. The loose-leaf papers cascade down, revealing the mind of a crazy person, Strongbow thinks. The satchel contains, in no particular order, a transcript of Strongbow's Heisman Trophy acceptance speech with certain passages highlighted. A stadium HVAC schematic suggesting that, at some point, the rabbi planned on crawling through some ductwork. Ductwork. Disturbingly, Strongbow's secret bathroom is present and circled on the schematic. At this point, Strongbow grabs the gun again, stands on the toilet, and presses the muzzle of the gun into the ductwork, just like Carl from Die Hard did. (laughs) A collection of newspaper and magazine interviews conducted by Strongbow, photocopied and highlighted. A Sports Illustrated feature in which Strongbow talks repeatedly about, quote, redeeming the culture. A legal pad containing the following list. People who could be the Antichrist. With the following (laughs) names crossed out. Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Justin Bieber, George W. Bush, Kanye West, Tony Blair, Kirk Cameron, Joel Osteen, Bono, Toby Mack, Rob (laughs) Bell, Frank Turk. And the following names circled. Ted Strongbow. He wonders what his teammates have done with the rabbi, but is certain it falls somewhere on a spectrum involving Icy Hot and his genitals on one end and killing on the other end. <laughs> but probably the former. <laughs> Strongbow rebelts the pistol, certain of one thing. He has to find Tim Van Shrimpy. He dashes out the secret back bathroom exit and runs right into Kate Russell. Papers fly. Oh, yes, dude. Yeah. Good old Timmy Strongbow. American always legend. good for uh, always good for entertainment, which is what this book is always good for. I feel you like know? Ted Strongbow is the hardest working man in our Rapture novel. <laughs> he really is, man. He does a lot. He has a lot going on, <laughs> and uh, baby, I have a lot going on as well. So I'm going to need to sign off on this episode of the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, but it has been, as always, uh, a blast, and we will see, we'll you, see you next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time.